welcome back once again to another edition of the Best Seat in the House podcast. As we're coming into you this time to the Misfits, and I want to be a New York Ranger, so thank you, the Misfits, for that. Uh, but before we get into everything, I want to say one thing to everybody: YouTube, acknowledge us, acknowledge us. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Acknowledge us, everybody. And you know what? Islander fans, acknowledge us. Acknowledge, acknowledge us. the Ranger fans, right? Yep, exactly. And that that was just a that was just a wild day that, that happened. I mean I, I mean we talked a little bit about Patreon, but I feel like some of the YouTube people deserve to hear about what happened. All right. This morning I'm I'm eat I'm meeting I'm eating I'm eating I'm eating breakfast at Woodside before I hop on hop on the train to head out there and meet up with you at Penn Station. Then as 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 I arrive at I feel I feel my video as as you're gonna see in this video that we're we're about to show. I I decided to I was filming a little what was gonna be the intro for the video, right? I mentioned you I'm mentioning I'm meeting up with you at Penn Station, everything. Well, and then and then you see the video of me. You see the video of the LAWR train arriving, which is for Woodside, just one Woodside Queens is just one stop at the Penn Station where I transferred to transit. Well, I get a phone call that you could have made it to the game. Unfortunately, I was under the weather. I did get sick. And as we see here, Dan is uh, filming this section. Let's see. And uh, right now you're, see you're seeing me at Woodside, my hometown, Queens, New York, waiting for the, waiting for the first portion of the trek, the Penn Station. Yep, there's Woodside Station. That's the that's there the LA double R. That's the LA double R arriving. Yeah, as we see, uh, and and by the way, too, uh, uh, if you're a Patreon member, this little video that we're giving you just a little taste of today is uh, available yep. on Patreon. Also, by the way, uh, our uh, everyone's favorite uh, Bobo's Trackside Minute is going to be debuting on the uh, well, not debuting, but uh, the new season, I guess you could say of Bobo's Trackside Minute will be debuting on our Patreon uh, tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow morning, if you're on Patreon, you'll get a taste of Bobo's Trackside Minute. You got our Patreon show from this past Monday and uh, this uh, little Bobo video of his trek to MetLife Stadium. So there's a, a lot of bang for your buck on our Patreon, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you guys get early access to this video that's premiering I believe it's. I believe I'm going to premiere it a half hour before Saturday's game. I think. I think. I figured that'd be a nice little thing. You could, you know, right before you're about to get. I believe. I believe that. Am I correct? The Saturday an afternoon game or or, or evening game? I think it's an. I think it's an afternoon game. Uh, I'll double check on that right now. Let me see. Let's uh, listen to you. In the uh, get in his car and head out to MetLife. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it happens, but what? They, luckily, my cousin came through in the clutch and made sure that ticket didn't go go to waste. Yeah, oh, and this was an interesting hope she, thing that hope she enjoys the the Rangers I kicking. I actually had to give these. I actually had to. What happened was they, they they needed two tickets because my cousin wanted to bring her. She wanted to bring her husband so they could sit together. They're unfortunately they're Islander fans. I had to give it. I had to give that extra ticket to an Islander fan, which felt. Which didn't feel right, but what happened was they uh, they 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 decided to 
I gave them those two tickets, and they bought they got they bought me another ticket to replace the two tickets I was giving that was giving them. So they were sitting in my original seat, the seats that we were going to be sitting at, and I'm sitting in and my seat ended up being in the lower bowl. And you're mm-hmm. seeing me. This was this was like right. This is during after the second intermission, like right before the third period. I'm talking about how we're how we're behind at the time before we made that amazing comeback. Yeah, man, and, and all range, and, and, all Ranger fans, and this is the part that me and you were laughing about on our yeah. Patreon on, uh, this, this past Monday. Seeing, yeah, it's just funny seeing these Islander fans in the back. There's there's two there's two Isles fans in the background walk walking out upset, and I'm just. I'm just super enthusiastic after just witnessing the game. Like I filmed, I was filming this video like right after the Rangers waved their sticks to the crowd, walked off the ice. Mm-hmm. I just filmed this little video, and I was just pumped. My voice was shot. I had to get some tea on the way back to Queens, and when once I got back to Queens, I just had, I just had some food, and I had. I think I, I think I kicked back, watched the. I read because the Daytona 500 was uh, was rained out and moved to the next day, which I was going to watch, which I had originally scheduled to watch. I ended up that ended up being watched live Monday, so I decided to. I I also DVR'd the game I was just at, so I could re I could take a look at the what, what the broadcast of that game looked like, and I just kicked back, rewatched it as I had a couple of uh, I had some Lebets I said in the spirit of attending the Stadium Series. I figured outdoor game the the kind of kind of being outside the cold weather is a big thing in Canada, the, the country that gave us hockey. So I decided to, to get some Canadian beer on on Instacart, and <laughs> I, I had a I, I, I had a couple I had a couple of of where while while watching that while watching that uh while rewatching that game and that that, <laughs> well, that was that was just something and it and as you can see in the video it just felt weird you you not being there that I I it was it, it just felt so weird you not being there that I didn't film footage of me in the stadium until the third until the third period until the third period until before right before the third period yeah yeah and the Rangers were down at that point obviously you know we got that little update mid video of that. And then, you know, as me and you were cracking up, you sent me that video right after the Rangers won the game in overtime. Artemi Panarin puts that turnover in the net. And, um, you know, me and you both had a, uh, a pretty good laugh cracking up at as Bobo's filming himself, as you could see in the video that we just showed a couple of seconds ago. And you see those upset Islander fans walking past him. And it was just uh, it was just such a funny, you know, dichotomy of, um, you know, Bobo at the height of his fandom and happiness and just being excited and, and making the video that he's going to send to me. And then you just see these other Islander fans just having just blown a four, one lead and then losing it in overtime. And they were just so upset. It was just so funny to see the difference. Yeah. yeah, I was, I I may, I may have been a little bit laughing at my cousin, Melissa, when I was, when I was texting her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and you know what, man? You gotta say the Stadium Series, especially here in New York. You know, if you if you're a hockey fan, you've known that they've been doing the Stadium Series all over the NHL for the last few years, and um, you you have to give it to to the NHL for pulling it off. You know, the Winter Classic was the big game, and everybody knew people would show up for that, but a lot of people weren't sure um, the enthusiasm of getting you know 
the Winter Day Classic game, that's a different story. But for just a regular game to be out in, in, a, in a stadium, you know, in especially in New York in this weather and everything, and they got the night before they had the uh, Devils and the Flyers on the Saturday night before that game. They got 70,000 people to come out to that game, and that was freezing. That game was in the 20s, too, with the wind whipping around, and it felt even colder than that. The game that uh, that you went to and that me and you were supposed to go to, um, the uh, the Sunday game, the Rangers-Islanders game, that got 80,000 people. I mean, to have 150,000 people over the course of two days go see hockey games in New Jersey, y- you got to give it to the NHL, man. It's, it's, a, it's a full-on success for them, right? Yeah, yeah, and I have to give credit to New Jersey Transit for somehow avoiding – a fiasco similar to the WrestleMania fiasco that happened. You're, I'm sure you heard about that. Somehow, in order to make sure that there was enough, for those who don't know, when you go to MetLife Stadium, you, usually for, for Giants games and Jets games, you would you would take, from Penn Station, you take the New Jersey Transit to see caucus. Then it circles back in the other direction because somehow New Jersey Transit didn't figure out how to make a train direct to the Meadowlands. It circles back, like, and it, it does this weird turn toward, and you see, like, the city skyline. As, you're, as it stops at uh, MetLife Stadium, and uh, and on the return trip, because I guess maybe they didn't they didn't they want to make sure that they didn't have in case they didn't have enough uh, enough uh, trains for that for that for that trip to the Secaucus transfer, we transferred for the, to the train back to back to New York. You you, you had you they, there there were some buses that, that they were directing some people toward these buses that a huge fleet of. Bu- amount of buses they had to Secaucus. So I got, so I had to get on one of those buses and then, then, then do, do the, do the, then, then, then the rest of the way was the normal trek back from, from, from it, like seeing it, the, you know, the, the train back, the train back to New York. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then the one stop over to one stop over to Woodside. And surprisingly that bus, especially Woodside, which is also, which is a huge transit hub also serves the number seven train Woodside. I, I had I had to wait for a bus I had to wait for a bus to get back to my neighborhood. I didn't have mm-hmm. to wait that long for a bus. I only had to wait like three minutes for that bus. That, oh that, wow! That's the per- the per- perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got I just got off the train. Had enough time to grab to, to grab a tea at the Dunkin' Donuts and uh that I was drinking on the on the on, as I'm, on, on the that, that was drinking and uh didn't have to wait long for, didn't have to wait long for that bu- for that bus back to my neighborhood. That that short bus ride to my neighborhood because what uh, for those who don't know Woodside's my nearest subway station but I live in one of those areas of Queens that sometimes is a public transit desert that I got to take a bus to the subway or or mm-hmm. or the or or the LAWR which is also served at that same spot it said it Woodside station's a mini transit hub you also got a lot of bars that if I if I wasn't in in such a rush I probably could have had a couple of drinks or something hit up a bar. Hit up one of the hit up the Donovan's at Woodside after the game if I wasn't such a rush to get home that time. But I was just I was just I was just so exhausted for the entire day because I had spent an entire day outside and stuff. But mm-hmm. I also I also got to say about the weather. I've been to every outdoor game the Rangers have been a part of. I can tell you that the this game specifically the with unlike the the previous outdoor game the Winter Classic. Where it was freezing cold, that the beers were freezing when people were drinking beers. This game wasn't as cold as I expected. <laughs> I may have overlayered, but I, I, I'd rather have been safe than sorry. But 
I didn't even need mm. to wear my gloves. I, I had my gloves in in the inside pocket. Didn't really need to take didn't need to take out my gloves. I didn't even need the hand warmers I had on hand because I had these hand warmers that were given out outside outside the stadium in the in the fan fest area. I didn't need those gloves either. It may, it's surprising that cool. it wasn't was wasn't wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad, and it was a it was a, it was a great it was a great game it was a great game, and I I'm glad I glad I got to be there, even though like I said, part of it just felt felt weird being there because we all we were all excited going to that game together. I got I bought those tickets. What was it in October? I think it was. I I, I forgot how long, but I just remember I just remember those pre-sale that I got. We were excited about that. Oh, let me see what the heck. Yeah, me and you jumped on those tickets uh, pretty early, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, I just have the worst timing with getting sick. So, you know, I've been sick yeah. all, and uh, you know, just uh, I, I'm getting better though, so I should be, you know, back up and uh, running in a day or two. But uh, you know, it's just uh, yeah. been crazy with the voice and the coughing and all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, yep, and... that game. But Dan, thank God we got the W, right? Yep, we got the W, and as we said, as I said in the video, I vowed that somehow, whatever, we, the both of us will get to a game this year. Somehow we will absolutely. We, we will exactly. be at Madison Square Garden seeing the Rangers before the season's over, guaranteed. Yep, exactly. We get we're, we're guaranteeing it like Mark Messier did Game Six of the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals. The we together. will win. Yep, exactly. And uh, so speaking of Messi, what you probably what you didn't see during the broadcast, I think right before the third the during the second intermission, there was a ceremony where they honored some of these some of these uh, new the legends on the for the Islanders and the, the, the Rangers that uh, that 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 made a and and you had Messi make an appearance. You saw saw Longquist was there. I think a uh, think a. Uh, Richter and a and I, I believe I believe Leach was also there. Those were the Rangers. I remember that that uh, that were part of that ceremony they had before the before the before the before the third period of the game. Shock mm-hmm. didn't show that on TV. I did I did like I did like I did like that intro when they had when they had the players for the Giants and the Jets and the speak to the fans before the game. I thought that was really cool when they did that. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. And uh, the other thing I thought that was pretty cool was, I don't know if you saw this, um, because I didn't even hear about this until the other day, but um, here, I want to, I'll share this right now, um, because apparently the Rangers had uh, Mike Keenan and um, Mark Messier read the the lineup card for... um, that stadium series game coming into it. So here it is. I thought it was pretty cool. Yep. They saw this on you on their, on their Facebook page or, or, or I think it was their Twitter page. This is pretty cool seeing this. Crazy seeing Keenan look that old now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's weird like seeing him balding like that because I, 
I still remember Keenan during that during that during that ninety four season. And it's it's just it's like you get old, but it was good to see those two again. And uh, I thought that was that just was epic. Like I thought I saw I saw this on before the game when it was on a they they were posting this on I think it was before the game or somewhere somewhere I think on my way back that I was looking through the I was looking at the Rangers uh, Twitter page and the older social media feeds and they saw this and they thought it was neat. It's so cool. Let's let's, let's watch another couple of seconds of this. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff from the Rangers there. And you know what? I love how the Rangers still keep Stephen McDonald and his family involved in a lot of the big stuff they're doing because he was such a big part of the Rangers. Yep, exactly. He was such a big part, was a huge Rangers fan. I feel like the Rangers almost helped him get through some of get through the tough some of the tough times he went through the rest of the, the the rest of his life as a result of the unfortunate circumstances. I actually once met the guy once at a I forgot sometime when I was maybe a kid at St. Patrick's Day parade. I met the guy was the guy couldn't have been couldn't couldn't have been nicer that he was he he, he was a, he was a nice guy and I I have to say he he was he's definitely he's definitely a national treasure here here in New York. Those of those of us those of us who have been lived lived here in this area most of, most of their lives know know how much of an important figure he was in 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 New York. Absolutely, Stephen McDonald, Officer Stephen McDonald. By the way, if you don't know his backstory, in the late '80s, when he was a young cop in his uh, in his early 20s, he was shot by a criminal um, and paralyzed, and he was in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, which. Unfortunately, he passed away just uh, within the last couple of years, definitely within the last, um, you know, 10 years or so. And uh, we we lost Steve McDonald. But, you know, hey, his, uh, his memory lives on. And like you said, Dan, uh, he and his family continue to this day to be New York and New York Rangers royalty. So uh, very cool to see them included in all this, uh, as they should be. And yep. um, 
And I also yeah. have to give, give props to the Rangers for coming up with that epic intro when they that that epic walk into MetLife that entrance when they had the NYPD and the FDNY accompany the accompany the team on their on 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 their trek into MetLife Stadium as you saw, you probably seen the footage they they arrived on the back of a fire truck that was just that was just such an epic epic walk in to Met MetLife. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, and apparently that was. Captain um, Jacob Truba's idea where the Rangers walked in with the uh, FDNY, the NYPD. So very cool gesture by them and a great a, a great job by Jacob Truba, you know, um, a, a guy who's not from New York, but a guy who has really grown into his role as captain and a New Yorker. And, uh, you know, th- this Rangers team, man, they just keep going uh, because after they won that game, on uh, Sunday against the Islanders, they, that was their seventh straight win. They go out and they extend their winning streak to eight straight as they defeated the Dallas Stars 3-1 at Madison Square Garden this past Tuesday night. Um, you got to give the Rangers credit, man. This team just continues to fly. Igor Shesterkin, I, I can honestly say that was the best game I've seen him play all year. 41 out of 42 saves. Um, and let's not forget, this is a Dallas Stars team that's second in the Western Conference in points. They're one of the best teams in the league. They they were also on an extended winning streak, at least five or six games, going into the, the Rangers game the other night. And they had just scored nine goals in the game, in their most previous game, that they won nine to two. So for the Rangers to shut them down and win that game 3-1, the only score that Dallas put in was a uh, power play goal. Um, that was just unstoppable for Shostakin. But other than that, Igor stood on his head, and you know, beating the Rangers beat a really good team. You can't tell me that the Rangers have beaten up on the crappy teams because when you look at some of the teams the Rangers have beat on this streak, it's some of the best teams in the NHL. Yeah, they they just beat one of the toughest opponents, like, and that shows the teams teams that win it they. During the season, they rise to the occasion against the tough opponents. And just seeing that, the Rangers are going to be a big threat for the Cup. And um, we, we were talking about how I was bummed out. At, well, of course, me, me and, and a couple of years back, I got a picture with the Cup. But when they had they had it on display by the in that Fan Fest area by the stadium that day, that day I was there. So I, was, mm-hmm. so I thought it would have been neat to have got, gotten a picture of the both of us by the Cup. And I said, "Damn it! If only we could find a way to get an other opportunity that we were deprived of to get that get that photo that could have that would have been the social media would have been the photo on all the show's social media page, us with the cup. If only there was another way to get the opportunity for that photo up. Maybe if the Rangers went, maybe the Rangers win the cup, we could get another opportunity with that. Maybe what maybe we'd be able to find a way to maybe convince one of the players to maybe we we could do do a." Do a broadcast from some place in New York while one of the players uh, lets us borrow the cup for a broadcast. <laughs> you got that right, man. That would be awesome. Uh, or, hey, you know, maybe we'll get lucky enough that, um, you know, if the Rangers uh, get to the Stanley Cup final, maybe they'll have another fan fest like that and uh, we can get in and get our pitcher with the uh, Stanley Cup, which would be very cool. Very cool. And, um, yeah, man, just a, a a big win. You know, hey, this could be a potential Stanley Cup final matchup, where the Rangers and the Dallas Stars. It would not surprise me if, uh, you know, obviously we're rooting for our Rangers to go and 
the way they've played this year, it would not be a surprise if they ended up there. The Dallas Stars are in the same thing in the Western Conference, man. The uh, They've been so good this year. They have great goaltending, great defense, and obviously guys like Tyler Sagan that can still put it in the back of the net. And uh, this is a team that the Rangers very much could see there, right? Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you that would be something for my brother to just get who, who my my, my half brother lives that lives out in Texas in that area. He he'd have a lot of fun laughing at them as the Rangers win the cup. <laughs> yeah, you got that right, man. No doubt about that. And um, you know, also too, now the Rangers are getting ready for uh, you know for us. It's tomorrow night. If you're watching this live on YouTube on the the day we're putting it out. Uh, Thursday night, tonight, the Rangers play the Devils in um, New Jersey. The Rangers 37-16-3, taking on the Devils 28-23-4. Rangers currently have a 17-point lead on the Devils in the division. So uh, we're not really in the same league right now as for um, playoff competition, even though the Devils are the team that did knock us out last year. But, um, you know, hey, man, I think – this is a situation right now where the Rangers can carry over this momentum. You know, there, there's no lull in the schedule. You know, you go from facing the Islanders, which no matter when they face the Islanders, it's always juiced up. But then you add a state, a stadium series game on top of that. And that was a playoff atmosphere. Then obviously the game against the Dallas stars on uh, on Tuesday night, I feel like that game really had a playoff atmosphere too. Like, uh, you know, everybody kind of had, that same playoff game feeling uh, for both these teams. And then, hey, rolling into Jersey on Thursday nights, the same thing, man. You know, your blood's going to be boiling. This is the team that knocked you out of the playoffs last year. Let's beat the hell out of them tomorrow night and hopefully, you know, be one of the teams that ends their season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just hope we just, I hope we pull this off. It's going to definitely be an intense game. There's, and there's definitely going to be a lot of Ranger fans making their way across cross the Hudson River to attend this game, as always. No doubt about it. We always have a good showing over there in Jersey, so uh, it, it'll be a good game. It'll be a, um emotional game. It always is against Jersey. Um, and, you know, uh, they're they're going to be coming out in full force there. Uh, I did want to get to, too, because we uh, have the NHL trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about that for a second. But before we do that, I also want to spend a second talking about the Islanders who um, they played also on Tuesday night when the Rangers did. Now, the Islanders, you're looking at it from their perspective, man. I mean, for the Rangers, you're on, you know, we're riding high. If you're an Islander fan right now, that enthusiasm really isn't there as much. I mean, the Islanders, on, on paper right now, they're not that far out of a playoff spot. But I mean, realistically, if you look at the Islanders, their record is 23, 18, and 14. So, you know, like, like, look, let's, let's look at the Rangers. So we're looking at them. The Rangers are 37, 16, and 3. So the three is the three overtime losses. So pretty much when you look at the Rangers' record, they're 37 and 19. When you look at the Islanders, 23, 18, and 14, means the Islanders are 23. And 32, they added the extra 14 points, which is a lot, by the way. They're 14 overtime losses. So, Dan, I mean, if, if you're the Islanders right now, are are you looking at yourself as a playoff contender? And 
possibly making a trade to uh, to back that up? Or are you kind of thinking about the future and trying to move a couple of these older pieces out to get younger? I just feel like this team just looks like they're going to fall just sure to make it a playoffs, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I I have to agree with you. And, you know, as the NHL trade deadline on March 8th gets closer and closer, um, you know, the Islanders are going to have a lot of, um, of decisions to make. You know, do you think the fact that Patrick Waugh, you know, as we were saying, he's, he's a fiery head coach. It's a guy that wants to win. You, you know, if you have Patrick Waugh as your coach, it's not going to be a rebuild. So what do you think – where do you think the Islanders go from here? I mean, they just traded for Bo Horvat last year too. I just think they're going to be – they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They just – based on all, the, all that, it just looks like they're going to be buyers. So do you think that it's going to be kind of like – because me and you both think they're going to miss the playoffs basically. Um, uh, I, the one thing it reminds me of, it reminds me of the 2021 Mets. Remember when the 2021 Mets made a couple of deals at the trade deadline? They brought in um, Javi Baez. They brought in a couple of other little pieces to try to spark the team. And then nothing really happened. And they missed the playoffs and crapped out. And then, you know, they got criticized for for, for trading off pieces and everything that, that could have helped them. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of that, right? Where it, like, it, if the Islanders are really going to be trying to be buyers at the deadline, it's just going to come back to bite them in the ass. Yeah, I just feel like this team looks like they might be staying put, and they might just either either not make the playoffs or just barely sneak in, potentially leading to a situation where the Rangers are going to face the Isles in the first round, possibly. And Dan, you know what? If that happens, that'd be a good sign for me and you because you know the last time the Rangers faced the Islanders in the first round of the playoffs. Yep, exactly. The the they the, the the cup the the cup came back to New York City for the for, for the first time since 1940 and ending the long playoff drought. And I Exactly. Also, I noticed a weird statistic about me attending games over the ever since 2022. If I listen if I take out my phone on my way to the game, I'm pulling out my headphones. If I'm listening to the music of Bandmade on my way to the game, my favorite team, the team, the team I'm a fan of, in whatever sport it is, if I'm going to the game, has a winning record. Ah, very nice, very nice. And, you got and, a Bandmade for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I, I kind of hope this kind of grabs the attention of Bandmade. Maybe it leads, maybe it leads to maybe uh, somehow someone contacts contacts us and they. And we and we get to have uh, guests on the show, or maybe there's a thing where we could set up doing broadcasting the show from some place that they somehow come all the way to New York to do a performance. Because they, cause well, they, Daniel, they, you know what you got to do? Bandmade, acknowledge us. Acknowledge us. Acknowledge, <laughs> acknowledge us. Like I, I, I got to learn how to say that in Japanese. This way, this way, maybe they get. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got to learn how to say. I gotta learn how to say. I gotta learn how to learn how to say it because I, I and by the way, yes, that is what I was listening to on the train. There you go. That's the good on, luck on the way charm. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, 
it's a good luck charm if I'm going to the game and it, and when and that time like later this well before the regular season ends when we go to a Rangers game, you're likely to find me listening to that's gonna be what's blasting out of my headphones on the way to the game. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there we go. So you know, obviously, uh, we got the uh, bandmate, uh, you know, in, in our back pocket with the Rangers victory there. Uh, we got the NHL trade deadline coming up. We talked about with the with the Islanders, you know, potentially standing pat or maybe adding. Obviously, if you've watched us over the last few weeks, we've discussed plenty of options for the uh, Rangers. Um, you know, also if you watched our Patreon show, if you're a Patreon member, which we appreciate it if you are, as always. If you're not, patreon.com slash best seat in the house, five bucks, uh, slash best seat in the house podcast. Oh, it's only five bucks, so we appreciate if uh, if you help us out and support us, right, Dan? Yeah, exactly. It's only five bucks. It's a it's a cost of a metro card. For that's five right. Bucks a month. Yeah, yeah. It's a cost that's, of a metro that's, card. That's a good point. But it's a good, it's a good point. It's a great deal, like, especially when things are going up in price. It's only five bucks. It's like Arizona. We somehow managed to keep this price at five bucks, just like Arizona is able to keep their giant cans of ice tea at only one buck. That's true. That's true too, man. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure to uh, to check out our Patreon if you're involved. That the price is staying at five bucks. We're not going up. We're not going anywhere else. So we appreciate everybody that's tuning in and catching out all of our fun content that we have there. And um, you know, hey, also Dan, I wanted to also get into a little bit because uh, obviously, you know, me and you got to touch on a little bit of baseball before we get out of here. But I also want to talk. We it's been it, it feels like it's been months. <laughs> But it's only been about a week since the last time the New York Knicks played. And it's probably a good thing, too, because they they had been on a four-game losing streak, uh, mostly because they're playing with a depleted roster. Uh, they were all banged up. Uh, they lost a couple of guys after the trade that, that brought in a couple of these new faces, Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. So you, you have these guys back in, four-game losing streak. I feel like now the, the Knicks have had a week to kind of settle down work these two guys in, you know, these two new guys into the, the rotation again and, um, you know, let some of their bigger guys heal up. I know OG is coming back. He had a uh, surgery about a week or two ago. So they said it was going to take three weeks. So you figure he'd be back in the next week or two. Julius Randall is coming back now um, where, you know, he had the separated shoulder from a few weeks back. They're hoping he's going to be back at some point in early, in, in early March. And unfortunately, one of the other injuries is, is Mitchell Robinson, and he's not going to be coming back this year. He's done for the season. Um, so, you know, when when you look at this now, Dan, I mean, the, the trade deadline in the NBA is passed. This is the team we're sticking with. Uh, you know, we got to wait for a couple of these other guys to be healthy. But, you know, what is your, your look for the Knicks now as they start the rest of the season now uh, on Thursday night in Philadelphia? I just feel like it's going to be a big playoff push. It's going to be. And Thursday night is going to be an exciting night sports-wise. I'm going to have to do a little two-screen action. You know, you know, I'm going to have one game on a TV, the other, because Knicks and Rangers are played at the same time. I'll have the other game on my on my phone via via the via via, via the cable company's app or the the MSG, MSG Plus app, app, which is which I which I get access to for free with my cable company. So I'll have I'll have two games on at the same time as I'm a. Uh, keeping track and uh, 
hopefully I'll maybe have have a nice dinner. I think I think I think tomorrow I think tomorrow I'll probably go with some go with some pizza as I'm as I'm as I'm watching the game. Some you know some pizza maybe 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 uh maybe uh I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of going maybe old school and acknowledging old school New York Mets and acknowledging uh, an old an old soda sponsor that I remember back in the day. My first memories of the Mets. I remember their soda sponsor with RC Cola. I think I might go a little old school with the soda. Well, if you're gonna go, uh, why don't you go with Rhine Gold Beer? If you're gonna go with old Mets sponsors. Well, well, they they have my Rhine Gold Beer isn't brewed anymore. Unlike RC Cola, you could still I find know, that. I know. <laughs> you get, I would need I would need a time machine for that. <laughs> I would I, I, I would need a time machine for that and probably probably drop probably drop off drop off some sport some 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 uh, sport some sports betting information to my to my to my family that that's that's intended to be inherited to me if that was the case. <laughs> All you have to do is pick up the gray sports almanac. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Send so two copies. Two copies, one for like let's say I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess uh, hand guess hand 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 it to my mother depending what year it is. Yeah, once you're old enough to gamble, that this has all the information you're gonna need once you're old enough. And here's another one. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hand this to your first your firstborn kid. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta tell her if you see any wild-eyed old man or some kid. <laughs> You yeah, yeah, then all, all of a sudden, for some weird reason, all of a sudden, you find a you you, you find you find a casino and uh, you find some casino <laughs> somewhere that had all of a sudden some weird alternate universe that I ended up I ended up owning the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I I'd be I'd be nervous as fuck if I realized that I can't I if I altered history that much that I'm uh that all of a sudden uh all of a sudden I'm uh all of a sudden my mother in the in the when I come back to present day and then my mother has to remind me that Daniel do you 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 own the team yeah yeah I I'd freak out I, and I would hope for sake for all sakes that I know that I still know you in that universe in that alternate reality. <laughs> I would hope I would hope so. It would be like you know how uh, in every movie Marty wakes up in the dark room and his mom says, "You know, well you're here at good old." It would be like for you, you'd be waking up and and your mom would say, "Oh Daniel, you're still here at good old Shea Stadium," <laughs> yep, as, as as you're coming out of uh, your uh, your coma. But that's well, I don't. I don't. I don't think I want to deal, deal with such a scary side of the scenario. By, my, right. Plus that. Plus that. Plus that. My mother was. My my mother was was a kid in nineteen in the seventies. Well, no, I'm saying if if when you came back. All right. All right well, all right. This 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 conversation's already getting off the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's not awkward. I'm just, I'm just thinking it's awkward, but. <laughs> But you know what though? It's it's funny to think about. And yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, 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 it is it's just it's just funny to think about, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm just trying to hit just try to just try to hand this kid a sports almanac and try to explain that it's gonna be for your son in the future. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kinda of funny. 
Well, then, you know, we, we were just talking about the Knicks. I, I wanted to ask you, did, did you catch any of the NBA All-Star stuff this weekend? I caught some of it. I thought it was kind of cool. I, I, I had it on record, and I thought it was kind of cool, the thing they did with the LED lights and the little effects of the court was kind of cool. Mm. I also saw an advertisement. I, I get this advertisement for this company that does all these interesting little bobbleheads. They did these bobbleheads because of, of Indianapolis, you know, the, the the auto racing venue. So they so they had so they had these bobbleheads with these little race cars with the you know the different NBA teams. I kind of like the way the next one looks. I think I might. I think I, might, I, think yeah, I, might I thought buy that. Pretty, yeah, I thought I, that I, looked I, pretty cool too. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy that one. It, it looks, it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. I'm gonna, I'm, buy, I'm buying that one for myself. Yeah, that makes sense, man. You know, the the one thing though that bothered me. I mean, look, the three point competition is always fun to watch. Uh, the slam dunk always fun. All the stuff, all the little festivities and stuff like that. The NBA usually does that pretty good. But it's funny, you know, if you are a old school NBA fan, you know, like 90s, 80s, 90s, like like me and you, we grew up on watching. Yeah. We grew up watching defense, man. And the, the, the NBA All-Star game is a joke when it comes to defense. The final score of this year's NBA All-Star game was the East won 211 to 186. The first time in NBA history a team, any team, had reached 200 points, Dan, that's a disgrace. Yeah, that is a disgrace. I mean, it is just a far cry for what I see when I look at, you look at highlights of the All-Star games of the past and how different it is. I can tell you, I, if, I flip, if I'm flipping through the channels and I know it's NBA TV is running like that highlight film from the 90s, it is just, I'm just looking at this with nostalgia. My eyes are lighting up with those memories. And that was just such a great era of basketball. I I had to show this documentary to my sister, who's much younger than me. I meant to admit that there was a huge age gap. I mean, let's, to put it to put the context how old my sister is, when she was born, I was 13 years old. So I'm, I'm showing her this documentary, and I'm showing her this is what basketball was like. I mean, Kid and stuff. This is this was like an era of basketball I grew up with. Like this is what it was like. Like I got to see this is this is Corey's era that I got to see, and um, and she's seen footage of like Jordan in her prime and stuff. Like she's heard of Jordan as just this mythical person from the past, and she's seen footage of of, of some of these greats that we're seeing when the Knicks all those years of the Knicks nearly winning a championship, which that still hit, hits me with came so close. Yep. How close that, it came. That, for freaking that 93 Knicks team. That 93 team kills me because I think that was the best out of all the teams the Knicks had in the 90s. Yeah, we freaking always freaking got roadblocked by Jordan you know, and yep. that Bulls dynasty. Even, yep. when, even when that documentary was, uh, that documentary about the Bulls dynasty premiered, it just hit back PTSD memories of that, seeing that, yeah. watching that documentary, yeah, just, just, yeah. See, just seeing that, just reflects the memories. And even when I play NBA Jam, I'm, I'm pulling out my my old school Sega Genesis, and I'm playing the, I'm playing I'm playing NBA Jam. It just brings back that memories of like nearly winning championship, and then also just uh, 
also really <laughs> having a laugh at one of the hidden character codes. Remember that? Remember that hidden character code, the play as Bill Clinton code? I I just look at that now, and I'm just joking around. I did not have any sexual relations with that Nick City dancer. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I, I, that used to be a funny uh, uh, code you write about that. <laughs> yeah, that, no. that, 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 that was the weirdest hidden character I have ever seen. Even weirder is that the arcade port of NBA Jam Tournament Edition, which was the sequel they made to NBA Jam, which was also great. I have that one also. The arcade version, there was a hidden character code you could play as Mortal Kombat characters. Very cool. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. I forgot about that. That is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, w- I wish somehow, unfortunately, the issues with the NBA and legal issues, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow to do, do, a, do a home port of that version of, of the game with, with, with that code, with that hidden character code still in it. But it, it would be cool if, they, if I could get a home version of that with the, that hidden character code, because the only way you could get a version of NBA Jam Tournament Edition with that hidden character code is if you had the money to pony up for an arcade unit from back in the day of NBA Jam Tournament Edition with that, that still had that hidden character code because later, because later productions of that same arcade unit had that hidden character code removed. So it would be extra pricey because you would have to get one from the first wave of the, the first shipment of those arcade units for to have one with that hidden character code, by the way. <laughs> Oh man, well, uh, love that little uh, piece of knowledge right there. And uh, yeah, I think Dan, uh, that's just about going to do it for us. Before we get out of here, though, I did want to touch on a little bit of baseball. Obviously, we got a couple of notes this week. Pitchers and catchers reported late last week. Uh, the Mets don't play their first game until this Saturday. Is their first game of the spring? Um, the uh, you know everybody. Uh, Pitchers, catchers have reported, obviously. Position players are there now. Everybody's getting settled in. Um, we'll start in Mets camp. I got one Mets note I wanted to look at, and then one Yankees note real quick. Um, for the Mets, obviously, me and you were talking about it off air before we started. Kodai Senga already is out and sidelined with arm fatigue uh, just a few days after his, uh, you know, he had reported to Mets camp. Um Really not a good sign, especially when me and you have spoken all winter about how the only guy we're really comfortable with in the Mets rotation is Kodai Senga. So the guy, you know, who you feel most comfortable with coming up with an injury as soon as camp starts, that is not a good sign. No, oh, I am just hoping this is just a small bump on the road and he comes back fine. I'm just hoping against hope that that. I don't get the worst. I don't. I don't. I'm not hearing a new TJ. Let's put it this way. I'm not going to mention it by name. Just mention Vigil. I hope I don't hear that mentioned because it, it's just scaring me. I think already this is happening, and I'm already. I think every everyone I know has me on suicide watch because of this. Because <laughs> of how I am when, when I'm a Met fan. I've been through this so much that already season hasn't started, and this is the. And I'm already I'm already on Mets on Mets fan suicide watch. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, at least last I, year I, when it happened, they you know, and, and Edwin Diaz got hurt. They they waited until mid March. At least we got a couple of weeks of happy baseball. 
Yeah, yeah, and at least even then the team looked like we, we thought the team was going to power through it, but then the yep. way the season played out, the players that that we thought this that we thought were going to be that live up to the expectations didn't quite live up to those expectations, and it just we were just tanking the rest of the way. But I yep. and uh, even uh, with that, even with that, I'm going to be I'll definitely be uh, in front of my TV for the for for the, for the first spring training game, and I'll be uh. I'll be wearing my because I want to have that little nice little South Florida warm weather vibe. I'll be bringing out my Mets. You see, you see me wear that shirt, that Mets tropical shirt. I'll be bringing out my Mets tropical shirt. Maybe, 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 maybe kicking back, drink, drink, drinking a Corona because I want I want to get that nice little warm weather vibe, that South Florida vibe. Because I'm I'm seeing pictures from uh from people I know who are who are at Fort St. Lucie at the moment, and. Uh, I just want to get that nice little warm weather vibe because I look at baseball season. I mean, people talk about the groundhog as being, you know, not seeing you know, the early sign of spring. To me, opening day is the first sign of spring. There's two things in New York I consider a sign of, of warm weather. One, attending a Mets game. Two, hearing that Mr. Softy jingle across the street from my house because <laughs> there's a Mr. Softy ice cream truck that stops. Usually across the street from my house around the same time, usually around six or so. If I hear that truck, yeah, I know warm weather season right about upon us, and I probably want to get some Mr. Softy ice cream sometimes. I know where to I know where to find it if I want to get some Mr. Softy ice cream. And I can tell you, ice cream from those Mr. Softy trucks just hits different. <laughs> you hear that from oh, those you, trucks that are blaring that. That are playing that, and despite the fact that 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 truck used to scare, the sound of that truck used to scare Anthony. I mean, there was there was a funny bit. You remember that bit when uh, Anthony said out that yep. Mr. Salty truck, and then the Mr. Salty driver called into Anthony's show to mess with Anthony. He blared the sound of the truck on the speakerphone to mess with Anthony. That yeah. that truck. I, I hear that. Well, it's not always going to be consistent if I want. I'm, I'm going to get ice cream, but if I happen to be craving ice cream that day from a Mr. Salty truck, I know around that time that truck's going to be stopping there. So I know when I hear that, have the cash ready and go to the truck. I don't have to chase after the truck because it's because it's practically almost across from my from from my door where it stops. Walk across, you know, hand the guy the cash. Know what I want to get. And then I'm eating some ice cream. From my yep. And, from yeah, real, exactly. And real quick before we move on, we only got uh, one more other thing to, to get into. But I wanted to ask you, um, you know, talking about the Mets right now, real quick, Steve Cohen um, and the direction of this franchise. Uh, you know what? I, I just want to get real quick because we're just about done. Um, what do you think? Steve Cohen, right now, this is year one, two, three. This is year four, basically, of him owning the team. Uh, what is your grade for this offseason for the Mets? And what is your grade for Steve Cohen as an owner? Well, I feel like this offseason maybe has to, has to, be, a, has to be a D because they didn't do enough to, especially pitching-wise, they they, they yep. really needed to do say pitching wise. They should have they should have they should have like gone after Blake Snell after all of a sudden 
and they're not going to do that after they uh, were offering. They were sourcing money, bags of money at a uh, at Yamamoto. They put in all the effort, and unfortunately, Yamamoto didn't want to didn't want to sign here, which which was out of our control. It was that all we could do was hopefully we made the good offer and threw the bags of money, but in the end, the player had to make the decision and didn't make the decision we hoped for, and I was disappointed at that. And and we just didn't do enough to go out to get pitching in our in our bullpen. I felt like, and I and um, it it that just made me furious. I feel like Steve Cohen. Maybe I'll give him a, a C, just because he bought a team that was run to the ground by the wilt by the coupons, and that's yeah. no toll order. That is no toll order, and he's trying to. He's just trying to right right now at, at the moment to to get the farm system to where it needs to be. He's having to throw money, and no, you're right, and, 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 but, and you're definitely right about that. But I feel he needs to maybe sit. I feel like C because I feel that's enough. But I still think he needs to do more, and he needs to maybe put his foot to the ground in David Stern's office to do something. And I hope against hope that because he grew up a Mets fan, he remembers the tragedy of 1977. So that every Mets fan older than, that was alive back then remembers when he had one of their great stars leave the team. That he will do all everything he can to get to, to get Pete Alonso to to uh, to re-sign with the Mets, whether it's during the season or during the offseason. I just know on like pastimes. They're gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna be. They'll. They'll. They'll be open to negotiations during the season. So I feel they have all the time they need to make this happen, and they better make it happen. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I will be. You will not be able to talk to me for months. If people well, then I agree with you. I I agree with you on um. Uh, the. Basically, me and you were on the same page on the off-season grade, right? You gave it a D. I mean, I'm kind of in, really inclined to give it an F, but I, I guess there's really not that much of a difference there, kind of splitting hairs. But for Steve Cohen, though, as an owner, you you give him a C, and, well, everything you said is 100% true. He, the Wilpons did leave him a very big hole he has to dig out of. The Pete Alonso, and if, if Pete Alonso had been signed up and everything, then I would agree with you, and I'd give him a C. I'd still say so far it's a shitty job, but, uh, you know, he, he's had a lot to work with, and at least he, he locked up Alonzo. I don't believe Mets are going to sign Alonzo. I, I think when 2025 starts, I think Pete Alonzo will be on a different team. As a matter of fact, I think they're sabotaging this season in part because they want to trade Pete Alonzo at the trade deadline and get, you know, prospects for him or whatever, like it's the fucking Wilpons days. So, to be honest, right now, as an owner, I'm giving uh, – for the offseason, F for me. For as an owner, D. And he could make that higher if he signs Pete Alonso, but I don't think it's going to happen. Right now, all signs point to he's leaving via free agency uh, or, or or even a trade. And I, I just don't have faith. I think David Stearns has poisoned his mind and is, is making him think like a small market team. And I think that uh, this guy, Steve Cohen, just doesn't know what he's doing now. And just like you said, and I'm sorry, I see the the amount of Pete Alonso slander on Twitter and everything else I see by Mets fans 
is a disgrace. I hear I, I saw earlier today people talking about that Pete Alonso's ego is destroying the Mets. What ego does Pete Alonso have? I've never seen anything about this guy having an ego. He's been nothing but bleeding orange and blue since the day he came into the league. Every one of his teammates loves the guy. So what exactly does everybody hate about Pete Alonso? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I, I know maybe it's, it's it's a weird thing. Like, you see half the fan bases loves Pete, but you got these half that, what are these thinking? I feel like maybe since WFAN isn't what they used to be on my event, I feel like they're the equivalent of the lunatic WFAN callers, I feel like. This guy has yep. been nothing but one of the greatest that players he's had. I mean, this guy has been – I feel like he's been a team player. I mean, this is a guy that you you want on your team, I feel like. I and, totally agree. If, and, if the Mets and let I, Alonzo walk, they'll spend the next 10 years trying to replace him. Yeah, exactly. This is this one. This one, they they cannot, they cannot let let this guy go. It'll it'll be a tough one to replace. I, I and I said you would not be able to talk to me for a month. I mean, aside, I meant having me doing the show. I would. You have no idea how I would feel. Like, I would feel what my what what my what my mother felt like when Tom Seaver left in '77. That's what I would, would feel be, like. It it would be like you're a monk and you've taken a vow of silence. Yeah, I would just I'd be turning my head, and this 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 just shows that I'm I'm hearing that they're they're actually talking already about re-signing one of their players, uh, Francisco Al, Al, Alvarez, right now. That I have to applaud that decision. They're 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 they're, they're, they're talking about doing that because I feel that they're finally realizing now they need to do something, you know, similar to what the Braves are doing. Signing yeah. Gubs now, especially. Before they all of a sudden uh, decide that they need uh, they need Scott Boris because yep all the smart organizations lock up their young talent yeah exactly they need to do this before before they get they get they get victim to the that Scott Boris epidemic yep yep and speaking of that epidemic of these players looking to cash in real quick before we close up we're just about done here everybody thank you once again everybody for tuning in and watching. Episode 103 of the Best Seat in the House podcast. Uh, one last thing, our last note is that the Yankees right now are competing with two West Coast teams for the services of left-handed pitcher Blake Snell. And as it very much annoys me and Dan both that the Mets aren't even involved in these conversations, which is a disgrace, and Steve Cohen you know, uh, should be ashamed of himself for, um, especially when they didn't bring in anybody else all offseason, and the Mets rotation is a joke. But let's talk about the Yankees right now. The Yankees are all in this year, Dan. I mean, they have one year, one guaranteed year of Juan Soto, and you better make that year count. The Yankees, uh, you know, are looking to uh, lock up Blake Snell right now. I think that'd be a great move for them if they do. The only thing I'm surprised they didn't do is bring in a top-notch closer like Josh Hader. Because I think the, the the Yankees really need something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 in need they're in need of the their bullpen. I just I just feel like for for years the Yankees have had trouble getting with their bullpen for years. Yep. Ever since they let those guys yeah, left, ever since, but, but you know, 
you know, you 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 had Batansis and and Andrew Miller and uh and Aroldis Chapman, and those guys were just filthy at the end of the games. And ever since they let those guys walk, the Yankee, the back end of the Yankee bullpen has not been the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm even talking about like way back since Rivera retired. I feel like oh, the Yankees yeah. have have haven't had that 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 closer. Well, I mean, look, Chapman was really good. You know, I mean, I know he had a couple of bad moments in the postseason against the Astros, but, you know, Aroldis Chapman was really good for the Yankees when he was there. Um, and and like I was saying, the back end of that bullpen, I, I don't know if we've ever seen anything as nasty. When they had Batantis in the seventh, Andrew Miller in the eighth, and Aroldis Chapman in the ninth, you know, they, they have a video up on YouTube now. I was just watching it the other day where – you saw those guys face nine batters and strike out eight out of nine of them. They, I mean, it was just really incredible what the back end of that Yankee bullpen was, and I feel like they just wasted it. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just feel like they just, they just wasted that, uh, that opportunity, and it's just, just flying by the wayside. And uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have to pull, pull the move, move on on Blake Snell, but. Like I well, like we've seen with the do Mets, you think they're like gonna get with Snell? The I feel like it's what? fifty fifty. I feel like it's fifty fifty because for some reason these West Coast teams are seem to be being good at wooing free agents lately. I don't know what's going on, yeah. but they and, and it seems more like a West Coast kind of guy, right? Yeah, and I just seen it so much with the even with the Mets trying to get Yamamoto. You're throwing all the bags of money you could at this guy, but it didn't work. It doesn't always work out these days, even when you're throwing yeah. out a shit ton of money. <laughs> well said, Dan. And you know what? I think that's as good a place as any to uh, to, to finish it up today. Because uh, yeah, you uh, you nailed it there. Uh, can't put a cherry on it any better than you just did. So. Uh, I think, everybody, that's going to do it for us this week on Best Seat in the House podcast. Dan, before we get out of here, do you have anything like to plug for yourself? Sure. I got to plug my, my Twitter, Bobo103NYC. Also, also Instagram, Bobo718BK. It's the same, same username I go by on Treads. And, and, of course, my YouTube, Daniel Curlin. You guys who subscribe to the Patreon got early access to that little video I filmed during the stadium series. That video is going to premiere on my YouTube about a half hour before the Rangers game on Saturday, so you'll get a nice little video to watch before the for the Rangers hopefully hopefully defeat the Flyers on a Saturday. You'll be able to see you'll be able to see a little video of what it was like. My experience was like a, attending the Stadium Series, and yeah, and, and, and oh, actually, Dan, and, and you mentioned that Flyers game. Sorry to interrupt you real quick, but I forgot we we got sidetracked before. That Saturday game against the Flyers in Philadelphia is a 3 p.m. start. Yeah, so you'll be able to watch that a, a little bit before. You'll be able to watch that a half hour before the game. Uh, no, a half hour before the game, and that's going to be a. That's going to also be another day that's going to be a little neat little sports viewing experience because I'll have a. Like I said, that I think it might bleed into bleed into the spring training game. I'm going to watch that day, so I'll have. A, a, I'm going to have a nice little two screen setup for that, and uh, you know some nice. It's, you know, maybe some lunch, maybe grab a sandwich from the deli or something while I'm, uh, I'm sitting there. And, uh, of course, of course, I have my, have my Corona in hand because I'm trying to get some warm weather vibe. But, 
you'll be able to you'll be able to watch that by video a half hour before the before the before the before the, before the Rangers take on the Flyers in the on on the other end of the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> exactly. So make sure to subscribe to Dan's channel and you can check that out on Saturday when it debuts. If you want to see it before that, you can see on the bottom of the screen. Please subscribe to our Patreon for five bucks a month. You'll get that. You'll get our bonus episodes for Patreon and uh, you'll get uh, Bobo's special Patreon only series. Um, uh, Bobo's trackside minute where he gives you his thoughts on NASCAR and this past weekend's uh, Daytona 500. So make sure to check that out. We appreciate all the support from all our fans. Yeah, you want to add something, Dan? Yeah, yeah. And of course, once again, congratulations to Daytona 500 winner William Byron carrying on the legacy of one of the most iconic numbers in NASCAR, the number 24, made iconic by Jeff Gordon. And of course, driving for the same team owner that Jeff Gordon raced with, uh, Hedrick Motorsports, which since Jeff Gordon's retired, has been a, he's a co owner of that team. So he was. So in a way, uh, the the uh, when the when the greats of the sport was uh, is still involved with the team and he's a part of that win. So it was nice nice to see the legacy of the number twenty four being carried on and once again being showing up in big and at in victory lane at Daytona, see, seeing a driver with that number lift the Harley J Earl Trophy. Very cool, man. That's very cool, and uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for us. So don't forget to. Uh, Check out all of our all of our friends. Uh, subscribe to our buddy Bob Levy in the Levyverse if you haven't seen that yet. Check out Eastside Dave McDonald and all of his great stuff on the Davey Max Sports Program and his Patreon. That's also only two fifty a month. You can check that out. Great value for today's Patreon. And don't forget our buddy Carl, who was just our guest a couple of weeks ago. One of our uh, you know most uh, loved episodes that we've put out. Uh, Carl. Uh, joining us from who are these podcasts subscribe to his patreon to always a lot of fun content from our friends around uh the uh the universe whatever you want to call it youtube and all of our buddies so want to thank everybody for supporting us for uh daniel bobo curlin i'm rob kramer this is the best seat in the house podcast and we'll catch you next week everybody